Hey everyone, I'm Blake Atwell and welcome into the Blake Show Lakers betting podcast, the show on the Believe Podcast Network that covers all things Lakers with a blend of betting advice and analysis. Subscribe to the show on YouTube and drop a like on this video. If you're listening, please follow us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, wherever else it is that you get to your podcast by searching the Blake Show Lakers betting podcast. And one more thing, you can find articles about all things purple and gold on my Substack under Blake Atwell. Now, let's talk some Lakers. It's been an exciting summer for the purple and gold. As we know, the Lakers brought back their core from last season and made some uh, nice improvements on the margins. And LeBron James is officially coming back, of course. Before free agency, we took a look at where the Lakers stood in terms of both title odds and Western Conference odds on FanDuel. The Lakers were plus 1,500 to win the title and plus 850 to win the West on June 29th. As of today's show on June 16th, LA is still plus 1,500 to win the title and to win the West, the Lakers are now plus 900. So they're even bigger long shots to win the West after free agency. Let me stand on what I said back on June 29th. Plus 1,500 odds for this team to win the title is great value. And plus 900 to win the West is even better value. Out of every championship contender, the Lakers have made the best improvements this summer. The first team ahead of the Lakers in the title odds and Western Conference odds is the Golden State Warriors. And the Lakers, they should be ahead of the Warriors in the odds market, plain and simple. The Lakers beat the Warriors in the playoffs last season and have only improved while the Warriors' new look with Chris Paul is really full of unknowns. And don't get me wrong, all due respect to the champions on that roster and that core that they've had for years now. And as long as they're together, they definitely have a shot. But if we look at rosters and we look at like how last season played out and how last season in the playoffs played out, I don't think that Golden State should be ahead of the Lakers in the championship picture in terms of odds. The Lakers are just more of a sure thing, in my opinion, both in terms of title odds with the Warriors and in terms of winning the West. And of course, the Warriors are also ahead of the Lakers to win the West on FanDuel. Outside of Golden State, though, you've got the Miami Heat, the Suns, the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Celtics. Those are the other teams that are ahead of the Lakers. And we can start with the Heat. I mean, they're obviously a Damian Lillard trade away from likely jumping even higher up the odds board. So that one is understandable. The Suns have scary potential. Obviously, they're sort of like the big splashy team of the summer, pulling off the Bradley Beal trade and then signing Utah Watanabe and Drew Eubanks and Eric Gordon and filling out the rest of their roster, I think, the best that they could. Um, but it's going to be that group's first year together. And if I'm putting money on a team to win the title, I would prefer to go with a team that has camaraderie on their side and championship experience just in terms of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And then you're bringing back this core that now has Western conference finals experience. So if I am putting money on it, I would put my faith in the Lakers more than I would the Suns. If we go to the East, the Bucks and the Celtics are always at the top of the odds boards and they're everybody's pick to win the East and win the title almost every year at this point. So that's not, as surprising either. Milwaukee brought back their entire group 
And then the Celtics, of course, add Kristaps Porzingis. Um, but with the Bucks, I mean, we can start there. They feel shaky to me just after watching the way that they got dominated by the Miami Heat. I mean, they got bullied. They got pushed out of the playoffs after having a great regular season. So who's to say that that's not going to happen again? And especially when you're talking about putting money behind a future on one of these teams, that, you know, sort of uh, discourages me from putting interest in the in the Bucks there, especially ahead of a Lakers team. Again, just like we talked about earlier, brought back the core, added and improved around the margins. Um, the Celtics being the current title favorites over the Nuggets, the Celtics are plus 470. That's actually laughable to me, considering how there was clearly something off, like internally with the group last season. And the only change that they made was exchanging Marcus Smart for Kristaps Porzingis. And just from watching it from the outside, definitely didn't look like Marcus Smart was the issue there. Gabe Vincent, formerly of the Miami Heat, now of the Lakers, of course, said it himself this week on the Old Man of the Three podcast, noting that he thought that it was clear to the Heat that there was something off with the Celtics. Um, and, I mean, Marcus Smart has been the heart and soul of that team and unbelievable defensive player, of course. And I don't think that his absence should be understated so the fact that you know they added some assistance to joe Missoula's staff which had helped but they get rid of marcus smart they bring in christoph porzingis in this sort of you know process of bringing in christoph porzingis they make things really awkward with malcolm brogdon who is now their point guard who apparently is also dealing with injury problems so that is an odd situation and Kristaps Porzingis on paper, it looks great. And in theory, it's a great addition, but he's never played meaningful basketball in the playoffs. So for a team that couldn't get past the Warriors two seasons ago and then was supposed to take the next step this past season and were sort of humiliated when you think about it by the Miami Heat, I mean – to go down 3-0 in the first place to an eight seed, that's tough. To come all the way back and then get wiped off the floor in game seven, in game seven by guys like Caleb Martin, you know, when you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and at that time Marcus Smart, a core of guys that have been together for years, that's not something that, you know, was supposed to happen in terms of uh, the way that the media views it, at least the way I view it and the way that I think – any basketball purist would view it is that the Miami Heat were the better team, but that's a different podcast for a different day. My point here in talking about Boston and sort of their um, place here in the odds market to win the title is that I don't think that they did anything this summer when you just look at losing Marcus Smart, adding Porzingis, and then there weren't any major shakeups. So out of everything that's happened, what says that like whatever internal issues they had are just like going to go away. And when they play a tough team in the playoffs, whether it's the heat with a Damian Lillard or the Knicks get better or the Sixers figure things out or whatever, I just think in the East they could have issues. And then 
when you get to the finals, you're playing the Denver Nuggets, you're playing the Lakers, you're playing the Phoenix Suns. The Celtics have not proved with this core that they can get it done. So I don't think having them as the favorites is a smart thing to do after they were the favorites all year last year. And we saw what happened. And when we look at the team that's right behind them in the Denver Nuggets, I mean, they mainly have the same group coming back. And I know that there has been discourse about them not having a good summer because they lost Bruce Brown and they lose Jeff Green. But I think that they're expecting Christian Brown, who played great in the playoffs and in the finals, to sort of take another step in his development to fill some of that void. And it's not like they lost any of Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. And that four group of guys, and you add in KCP, um, maybe Christian Brown, you know, challenges for some starting minutes this year. We'll see. But I just don't think that because the Nuggets lost Bruce Brown, that they sort of deserve to be unseated by a Celtics team that did the opposite of proving anything. I mean, they proved all of the haters wrong and all of the people, you know, that, that, that had futures on them all last season ended up looking real stupid. And they were my, they were even my title pick the Celtics for a little bit last year. And as the season went on, and as we got closer to the playoffs and then as we got into the playoffs, I changed up my pick because I was like, this team is not winning the title. And again, I don't think anything that they've done this summer justifies them being the favorite. And when we're talking about giving the champs the, their credit or whatever, I mean, if you want to go by that, then the Nuggets should be the favorite. So don't really understand that. Um, but you know, we were just talking about Denver and kind of talking up Denver and getting back to the Lakers here. I mean, I think that the only team in the West that's like really well equipped to challenge Denver is the Lakers because of the depth that they added, the length that they have on their roster, number of wings that they have. I mean, Rob Palenka has talked about that. They looked at it and they said like our size was a problem against the Denver Nuggets and they addressed that and they need guys like Jackson Hayes to step up and then we'll see what they do. You know, if they, whether they, uh, you know, bring Colin Castleton really into the fold to, you know, not play a two way as much and maybe stay up with the big club or if they, you know, are able to get Christian Wood on a minimum or whoever else in the free agent market, we'll see what they do with that last spot. But as it stands right now, I think the Lakers are, well-equipped to beat Denver. So in terms of title odds, I mean, you can make an argument that the Lakers are better and could beat any of those teams that are in front of them. So when you look at the numbers here, again, plus 1,500 to win the chip, that was great value weeks ago. And frankly, I'm shocked that that number has stayed the same after the moves that they made and after sort of the way that the rest of the league has panned out so far. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's 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 just it, the the value has only gone up, and I think that you know at that number the Lakers are underrated, and the same can be said for their plus nine hundred number to win the West with Denver, Phoenix, and Golden State ahead of them. We just went over Golden State earlier in the show, and just went over Denver a few seconds ago to talk more about Phoenix here. I mean, I touched on it briefly that 
they just uh, don't necessarily have any camaraderie on their side. And you saw last year, I mean, they added Kevin Durant and when they traded for Kevin Durant, I really thought that they were going to make the finals. And I think what you saw in the playoffs is that depth and camaraderie, like those are the things that beat Phoenix. And in my opinion, they didn't really like establish or, or really address, I should say, their biggest weakness, I think, two weaknesses, which were camaraderie and depth. If I were them, I would have kept the core group together. I would have brought back Chris Paul and I would have tried to just add some guys around the edges, but to bring in Bradley Beal and replace Chris Paul with him on paper, it looks great. And those are three really high level scores, but they all need the ball. And there's one ball on the floor. And just like any team, including the Lakers, injuries and then sort of your luck with health plays a big role in this. But these are three guys that have had injury problems. So what is that team going to look like? What seed are they going to be in? And then, you know, how are they going to play against a Laker team that has been together and will have been together for even longer now, a Denver team that's been together for years even when the Grizzlies get John Morant back, I love the Marcus Smart edition for them. I mean, that's another team. I just think that when you look at the three teams that are ahead of the Lakers, again, much like we talked about with the championship stuff, in terms of winning the West, I mean, I love that plus 900 number there. And uh, we'll see, you know, what happens as the as – the, uh, season draws closer we'll see if any other big trades happen we'll see you know i know phoenix has talked about not trading deandre aiden but in my opinion they that's something that they're going to like need to do in order to have enough depth and enough role players to like contend with the lakers and the nuggets think that they're probably banking on deandre aiden looking a lot better and and wanting to be there in frank vogel's system and Frank Vogel, of course, has a history of making it work with big guys. And, you know, we saw that with the Lakers winning the chip with Anthony Davis. So we'll see. But uh, as it stands right now, plus 1,500 to win the chip, plus 900 to win the West. I love both of those numbers. And uh, we'll continue to monitor LA's odds to win the title and the West. And we'll break those odds and those changes that happen right here on the show. But to talk a little bit outside of betting here and, and futures, the Lakers do wrap up their summer league play tomorrow night, or excuse me, by the time the show comes out, I'm recording this late Saturday night. By the time this comes out, it'll be Sunday. So they're going to play later. What'll be later tonight against the Clippers in Las Vegas. And I will have best bets on my Twitter feed at Blake on social before that 7 PM Pacific time tip. So stay tuned for that. And we'll have another show in the next few days after that game, breaking down my biggest takeaways from the Lakers summer league squad. There will be lots to talk about with Max Christie, of course, and his ascension this summer. In other Lakers news, ESPN reported that LeBron James is changing his number back to number 23 from number six out of respect for the late great Bill Russell. Interesting stuff here. And of course, LeBron 
were this number during the Lakers 2020 title season. So perhaps this change will also bring some good luck back to the purple and gold. That'll do it for today. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Blake show Lakers betting podcast. Please subscribe and like our videos on YouTube under the Blake show Lakers follow along wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to my Substack for Lakers articles. I'll see you next time.